You there? Yes. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Good. So how are you feeling? Is it all better with the uh, corona? You know, even though I'm not contagious, it took a while for me to get better. I was sick for like, I don't know, two and a half weeks, I'd say. And what were the symptoms? Uh, I felt I was, well, the first two days I was sweating a lot. I sweated through my clothes and I caught a fever and I felt like shit. It felt kind of like I had pneumonia Yeah. and, uh, cause I've had pneumonia before and, uh, I was just really out of it. I couldn't, you know, breathe through my nose. My sinuses were all clogged. I was just out of it for like, I don't know. I felt like that for probably about a week and you know, then it, it slowly started to go away. But uh, yeah, the COVID really is back. So, you know, uh, a lot of people out there are masking. I don't know if you saw yeah. that trauma yeah. actor that was attacked for wearing a mask. No, I didn't saw that in New York or in New Jersey, Will Keenan, the actor from Tromeo and Juliet was attacked he was wearing a mask and some guy uh blinded him permanently in his left eye because he was wearing a mask that is crazy that is crazy yeah i mean that's the thing it's like i didn't we went to rome on the weekend and i just twittered the worst pizza and pasta i ever had in my life i had it ah. in rome italy yeah it was it was horrible and um, I'm sure there is better pasta and pizza, but we went to three different spots and wanted to enjoy the real Italian cuisine, and it didn't work out. There were way better Italian restaurants in Germany as there. Wow, to. that sucks. Yeah, that was strange, you know. And But there you saw also already... Um, a lot of people with masks everywhere at the airport especially right and of course the reason everybody flips out on it of course is you don't want to go back to shutdowns you know you don't like people are tired of shutdowns and they under no circumstances want more shutdowns and that is including me i don't want another shutdown because of it but i think if people whoever wants to protect yourself and you have a mask on because the masks are actually a proper protection then why not yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy who was um attacked yeah. he was doing it for his daughter he said he said he was doing it for the protection of his uh his infant daughter and it makes sense so i think that it's fucked up like i understand that there are people out there who don't want to go back who don't want to wear masks but it's each person's individual choice. We are a free nation. We should not impose on other people like, hey, you're wearing a mask. I don't like masks. So automatically you can't wear a mask. Like, fuck you. I'll do whatever the fuck I want, when the fuck I want to do it. And the fact that people are willing to take it to violence, that's just craziness. Like, leave people alone. You know, let people, if you want to wear a mask, if you don't want to wear a mask, it's all good. You know, it's your choice, you know? Yeah, that is the thing. It's like, they should never, uh, uh, they should never basically 
dis destroy or disturb the individual decision from nobody. That is the thing. But I mean, that with the shutdowns, of course, they did that. That was a, 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 a very heavy impact in personal freedom, right? If you want to run in a pandemic around without a mask, whatever, only with the swimsuit on, you should be allowed to do it the whole time, you know, but uh, it should not like uh, be mandatory for nobody to do whatever. And now it's the decision if people look, I saw so many Asian people way before the Corona time on, airp on airports, always with masks on always 20 years ago, I saw them in Japan. Yeah. It, was, it was like completely normal to do it because they think like, why I should go and risk doing it. I personally choose not to. I, for example, I cannot read if I have a mask on because then my glasses are immediately like blind with the fog from the breezing, right? Coming, coming yeah. out. Of. So it doesn't work. So, and I'm not sitting in an airplane or in a train or whatever and don't read during the time because then I do suicide. So, I, I mean, you have to read something to get over the hours and hours of flying time. And no, yeah, but that is it. It's, it is what it is. Uh, Michael Rushier, my good friend from Germany, has COVID right now. Told me he's laying down. Also, he has uh, flu symptoms, and he has it since two days. He hopes it's over soon, and it's we will see. You know? Yeah, I lost my sense of taste for like two weeks again. That is like that was a typical symptom from the first wave too, right? Yeah, but you know, I just took a lot of Mountain, uh, not Mountain Dew, Gatorade. And I drank a lot of Campbell's chicken noodle soup, yeah. and now now I'm all good, you know. So it's yeah. all it's all good. But I'm going to Las Vegas next week. Let's hope that I don't catch it there again. No, I mean when you just have it, then you're kind of immune. By the way, I'm sorry for the noises in the back, but they're still trying to connect my water pipes in my basement. I had to replace them all because of the city. Uh, where I'm living in, they forced me to, uh, they were too old to replace it on my own costs. Very good. So very shitty. And they now doing, it's all connected to the road and now they're connecting it in the basement to okay. my, with new pipes, right? So they had to drill my whole house wall, like a hole in and shit like this. Very mad about it that I got forced to do it. But on the other hand, it's almost over and for example if you if you try now to put my water on as i have no water in the house as long as i'm working on it i have to shut the water completely off so and i hope in the evening we can all go in the shower because it's still extremely warm in germany yeah uh, in the beginning of the summer up to up to september we we barely had any um mosquitoes and now it's like driving me insane it's like oh. mosquitoes. It's so pissing me off. I cannot even tell you. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's new, right? The German soccer team fired the coach. The worst soccer in Germany for the last seven years. But the German basketball team is world champion. They won against America in the semifinals and Serbia in the final. And that is a real sensation. Think about German basketball. They never played any role. And they won every single game at the World Championships in Manila this week. And, like, 
nixed the U.S. That is that was an unbelievable sensation, and Germany watched that. That is really uh, crazy, basically, that this happened. But the U.S. was there was of course all NBA players, but not with LeBron and whatever. Like I think that five to ten biggest stars were not in the team, but they were still the big favorite for the for the whole thing. And then we have Kim Il Jung or whatever, the guy from Korea is visiting Putin. Yeah, right now. Yes, he's in the was came with the train. And uh, uh, so I mean uh, we we will see what they dealing and wheeling. I think it's all about uh, 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 whatever, you know, all about weapon dealing. Nice. Yeah, let's see. That that sounds a little bit suspicious, honestly, but we'll have to see where it goes, huh? Yeah. And then we have the Ukraine war. And uh, I read various articles. It's so absurd. It's basically we are also victims of propaganda. It's like... It's a half a million dead people based on the last public information. But nobody writes, okay, this amount of Russian soldiers are dead. This amount of Ukrainian soldiers are dead. This amount of like civilists are dead. It's like very tough to get any, let's say, real number. And the Ukrainians downplaying it. They say there are not so many people dead. But they're also refusing to give the, 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 the amount out that you know, okay, that is now reality, right? And the Russians downplaying their numbers too. But I mean, when you look it up, that's it's almost half a million people dead. And that is just insanely high uh, for a conflict it, like this. Yeah, it could be even more, honestly. Yes, but they don't, they don't want it, like, because of course the Ukrainians want to okay we keep fighting we keep fighting we will win we will win and the russians basically holding their positions right now ukrainians on in some aspects uh, got a little room back you know but at the same time i saw photos from the nuclear plant and all the water what was like crashing down basically when the when the dam broke or got bombed away uh, is gone. So now, when you see the photos, you think, okay, so how are they getting now the cooling water? Exactly as I warned the whole time, you know. And they, yeah. they drove the they drove the plant down as much as possible. But don't forget, even a a, a drove down nuclear plant needs to keep cooling the cairn, like the center. You know, it has nothing to do with having it full on driving and you need more cooling water or it's just on a standstill. But the nuclear center, like the uranium thing, is like thousands and thousands of great hot and will burn through the wall if it's not nonstop in the cooling bath, you know. And it evaporizes the water, and they need nonstop new water. I hope they have it all under control. And uh, but uh, so, do you think that they're lying about the death toll to keep morale up? Yes. Is that why? Yeah, yeah. 
Huh. I, I, I think they don't want that the, the population says, you know what, that's just too many dead people. Let's make a deal. Let's give up some territories. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, in a way, it's all about control, really. Because both of them are so obsessed with winning. I know that Putin said recently that he wants uh, Zelensky to come back to the table for negotiations. But Zelensky says that it's impossible to negotiate with Putin. I wonder why. You know, this is, I mean, Biden, you mean Biden now or what? No, no. Putin um, said that Zelensky, yeah. uh, he wants Zelensky to come in. He just said this in a recent like yeah. um, speech that he wants to talk to Zelensky. Zelensky, he wants to uh, negotiate, but Zelensky says that negotiations with Putin are impossible. And I don't really understand why they would yeah, be impossible. It, it, yeah, I know, but that is the thing, you know, the, 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 the problem I have with Zelensky's behavior is more and more the 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 thing that he's an American tool that that Biden loves it to have a replacement war like an indirect war with Russia to weaken Russia and the Ukrainians are so stupid they fight that war they're getting money weapons whatever and like Baerbock also the German foreign minister she's right now in Kiev and said we will keep supporting you and it you feeding the Ukrainians with weapons and money so they can continue the, the fight and they don't have to settle, right? So, and I mean, what the fuck? I mean, it's the Ukrainian people, like all that woman with children who are like over a million in Germany, over 2 million families without their husbands in Poland, living there without the fathers because they're fighting a bullshit fight on the front and half of them will get killed before that is over. I mean, what the fuck? I would, as if I would be Ukrainian man, I would say, fuck that shit. I'm out of it. I don't fly for a stupid country for like shredded, like poor shit locations in the south of the Ukraine. It's not like you give up Manhattan or something. You give up nothing. You know, so, and th- th- that is the thing. I-, I-, I just don't get it. It's not worth it. If Putin would make a deal and we take the sanctions away and we take the uh, um, the, the arrest warrant on him away, uh, you know, and then we tell we tell him and Zelensky, okay, so you keep that territory, Putin, you keep the Krim Harbor, of course, also. But if you attack, it's like a border then, right? So, and then say, if you attack, then the NATO will be full on in the war because that will keep Putin in line, right? He will not like break the peace after signing a contract and knowing that then the NATO will get actively defending Ukraine and bombing the shit out of Russia. Yeah. You know, so that, that is the deal everybody can sign. It's, it's also, uh, 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 you know, I mean, uh, I think, uh, that, that could work. So, and, and I think that this is like ridiculous that we continue this total idiotic conflict. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that it's gone on for too long. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it has to stop. It's just really bad. You know, it's really bad. And uh, it's uh, affecting the German industries affected by it the most because 
we got all the gas from Russia. Now everybody in Germany pays three or four times more as before for electricity and gas. Three to four times more. Like wow. friends of mine, they had like whatever, like a hundred bucks bill per month for electricity and gas. And now they pay 400. So if you're a normal income person with two or 3,000 bucks a month, that bill kills you. It's just like, you know, especially because all the food got so much more expensive too in the supermarket, six, 7% inflation, like 20% in the last two or three years, even in the US, all the food in the grocery stores went up 20 to 30%. Oh yeah, just to buy freaking walnuts. I was trying to buy walnuts for a dish I was going to make. Yeah, and it was fucking like five dollars for an eight ounce package of walnuts. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. No, that's I, a- what I mean. It's like completely absurd. It's it's uh... yeah to buy eggs. Usually, when you buy vegetables or when you buy from the fruit aisle, it's supposed to be cheaper, you know, than yeah. the processed food. But not anymore. A fucking apple is like a dollar fifty. Yeah, I know. And it's just that killing everybody additional with the, uh, you know, and I, I think the only way to lower the energy cost is again getting for us, for Germany, the Russian gas. One pipeline is still like working. The other pipeline got bombed away by the Ukrainians and, the, and America. It's also a thing, you know, like nobody flips out about it, but it's, I mean, U.S. agents helped Ukrainian people to bomb the Nord Stream 2 pipeline in the North Sea on German territory. That is an attack on German territory ground from Ukraine and the U.S. destroyed a $5 billion investment. And what are the consequences? Zero. Like well, the- you know, I don't think that the U.S. was in on them doing it, but the U.S. supplied them the goods to make it happen. Yes, exactly. They helped them. Yeah. Right? Yes. So like diving themselves and putting the explosives up there for this. Say the Ukrainians did it. But the Ukrainians getting we have one and a half million Ukrainian refugees in Germany. And take yeah. and we pay every day their life. And at the same time, uh, th- there was no gas coming through the pipeline. So why destroying it forever? It was an attack to show Germany you will never get gas from Russia again. And that made very a lot of Germans very mad. You know, yeah. I support in the German population. Uh, I tell you, it's similar to what Trump would do if he get elected in the U.S. I, I tell you, 50 to 60 percent of the German population would dump the Ukraine right now to get gas from Russia. The, the government yeah. is in the government in the last poll had 20 percent support rating. The 20, 80 percent are not happy with the government in Germany, and uh, 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 you know, and it's it's just like. Uh, they have to react to it, but they don't, and it's so ridiculous. I think it's it's uh, it's unacceptable that Ukraine did this, and instead of getting any penalty for it, or in any let's say uh, in any way even a commentary about it, uh, we go over the, the government goes over this like you did a good thing. You did a good thing, you know, and that is total ridiculous. It's yeah. uh, and I warn also in social media, nonstop in Germany about it. Like, uh, like you will see the anti-euro right-wing party will will win the next elections. 
you will see that it's the same like Le Pen in France or whatever. You drive the people in the wall and they will react to it. They will say, look, fuck you all. Like I pay two, two high bills in the supermarket, two high bills for all the migrants coming in. We pay, we, we house them, whatever, you know, like all that stuff. We don't want that money. Uh, like people that worked 30, 40 years getting less money now because we spend it all for Ukraine and migrants and whatever. It's like, it makes people very resentful and very unhappy and it's totally understandable, you know? And uh, uh, I, I think it's, it's really uh, very bad. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and in my friend, like I have a lot of friends, they turned and said, I will vote for the right wing party soon. Like, I'm tired of it. Why they don't react to this crystal clear, uh, um, like crystal clear situation. We need cheaper energy bills. The big industry also goes away, like big German chemical companies, big uh, German car manufacturers. They said already, we're not hiring in Germany anymore. Instead, we, we like in Tennessee, in the US, is VW, we just will do uh, 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 more in our other factories around the globe. And that, of course, damages Germany too. You know, so... The whole city of Wolfsburg, there are 160,000 people working for VW since 80 years. 160,000, you know. So, they, like, if, if half of them get sent home because they say we manufacture no more in China, we manufacture no more in the US, uh, there is a rebellion on the street. Yeah, no, that's uh, taking away their livelihood. Yes, yeah. yes. And then the fun is over. You know, you have to be always... Uh, able to help all these other countries uh, and at one point we're not able to help them anymore because our population doesn't have it anymore and I think that that is the thing where what is uh, what, what, the, what the government because they all make money no matter what they're all like if you're four years in the government in Germany you will get 20 grand till you're dead even if after four years you get fired so they're getting all pensions like through the roof and they don't care anymore, you know? And I think that is ridiculous. I think it's very bad to do all of this. And uh, um, I'm, I'm very, uh, very skeptical about the, what the future will bring. And I'm also very skeptical about the strike in Hollywood. I'm, oh. Yeah, you know, I'm getting more uh, 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 mad about it in a way. It's it's like uh, I got a uh, today. I call, had a German guy, uh, and um, wait one second. I have to answer Natalie. Uh, okay, and uh, uh, um, so there are various things. For example, in Paramount, Universal, whatever. In earlier years, they sold for, when it came to pay TV and TV, they sold the product to Sky in Europe. They had a deal. HBO still has the deal. Showtime still has the deal. But a lot of them opened up their own streamers. So they didn't get the deal anymore. For example, Disney Plus. So Disney is putting everything on Disney Plus and not on Sky. Sky paid them a half a billion bucks for Germany only per year. Now they're getting nothing. They're getting only the subscriptions in Germany. But a half a billion for Germany means with like 
basically, uh, let's say per year, a hundred bucks means you would need 5 million subscribers in Germany to make the half a billion bucks, 5 million times hundred bucks per year. And they don't have that. No, they don't. They have a million in Germany. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so they're, they're fucking themselves kind of. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really ridiculous, you know, uh, all for the sake of content on Disney Plus. Yeah, but but it's the same with like uh, uh, there's a reason HBO who was in like doing it like Disney Plus, like Paramount Plus, opening offices all over Europe canceled it. They canceled it and kept the deal with Sky because David Sasslav from Warner recognized that it's unpayable. It's just they will lose too much money. They cannot do this. So he cut all the local offices from HBO in Europe and made the decision. Uh, so, uh, uh, Well, Zaslav is a pretty smart, he's a pretty savvy businessman. Like he sold the rights to the DC catalog to Amazon, uh, even though it's on uh, HBO Max or whatever it's called now. He knows that it's not sustainable for him to keep the content only on HBO Max. So he licenses it out to other people. And, you know, it's it's all good. You got to get the money somehow. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, no, I that is that is I agree that he did a very clever thing. And I think also besides Netflix, all the other streamers are losing money. And uh, they should really go back to look. Sony is the only studio without a streamer. So Sony and Sony makes good numbers. They just produce and sell it. And yeah. streaming is one item you sell, plus theatrical, plus pay-per-view, plus free TV, plus cable TV, plus airplane TV, hotel TV. So the old model of the majors was working because you could recoup a film, DVD, Blu-ray, out of seven, eight different possibilities. Yeah. Now, in the streaming time, they give somebody 250 million bucks. They're producing Citadel. Nobody wants to see that shit. And then the 250 million are gone without yeah. further recoupment, you know, and spread over your, your, your prime uh, subscription. And I think that it's just the, the wrong way to keep the film industry uh, alive. And uh, I think it's, it's ridiculous, you know. So, uh, so I yeah, I, I remember the day when Netflix was the only game in town. Now there's just too many streamers, you know. Yes, you know. And uh, maybe that's one of the reasons the strike that they don't even... I was shocked that now, now we have... Uh, 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 you know, the the situation, if you think about it, uh, we have the situation that the Toronto Film Festival happens. And in the Tor- Toronto uh, Film Festival, uh, we have uh, 10, 12 films with stars. They are unsold. And I thought, they're getting sold the first day because of the strike. Everybody needs product. There's a Western with Viggo Mortensen, uh, or yeah, Viggo Mortensen directed it also and plays the lead. I mean, it's for me a no-brainer. Of course, this gets who, who gets uh, uh, sold, right? And but they don't. They sold only that that uh, 
one film from Anna Kendrick so far for 11 million to Netflix. Everything else is unsold. And people told me that, yeah, because it's all art house and nobody wants to see it. So, but if they don't snap up these films now, then it looks for me that the streamers are not desperate to end the strike. You know? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, you know, like if, you read it, if you think, like, think about it, the, the writers are since four months on strike, the actors almost two months. There is no end in sight. So if I know now, oh, 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 next year from April on, I have nothing to show because till then we showed everything we have. Uh, and you know, also, like if they go back to production, it's not like they spit out within two weeks a new film because that all this stuff costs a lot of time. A whole season of a TV series is a year away from the, from delivering if you start shooting now. And the same with all that gigantic feature films. Yeah. You know, that gigantic feature films are just uh, like $200 million. It takes a year or two years uh, before before something like this happens. You know, it's insane. And uh, that is what I mean. It's, it's like just crazy. Uh, that we have this situation and they still don't buy the films. And that shows to me that what the public thinks is maybe not the truth. The truth is that most of the companies losing nonstop money, they live on debt. And now the writers and actors and everybody wants a pay raise. And they don't want to use that they AI using blah, blah, blah. They all want more money. And the streamers basically situation is that have to give them less money. You know, like the, the real financial situation would be, uh, we have to tell you, you need to play cheaper, you need to write cheaper, you need to direct for less money because we just don't have the money anymore to continue this bullshit. That is the real message. Okay. You know, so, and, and I, I mean, that is my, my uh, what should I say? Uh, uh, that is my personal opinion right now. And if we really go back in history, right, what are the unions existing for a good reason? Because the workers had conditions, horrible, horrible working conditions. So that then the unions were formed. Then the unions made sure you had safe working conditions. You get you get your money, whatever, right? And they cannot just fire, hire, and fire you. In film, are very strong units with this, very strong units. So even if you fire a total asshole who completely failed in his job, whatever, you still have to pay him severance and whatever, even if the guy worked only two weeks for you, not two years, two weeks, and he still gets, he still gets severance. So in film, the unions are pretty strong. And uh, so now, they have the dispute, okay, we want whatever safer work environment, we want more money, we don't want that our image get used with AI without our permission. If they cannot come to terms with this, then there's something major wrong. Right? I mean, it's in every, every union who goes on strike, it's the, whatever, the union of the, the garbage transport uh, guys, right? So they say, okay, we want five bucks more an hour. They say two bucks more an hour. You settle after, you settle on 250. 
after three days of a strike. Normally, like in Germany, the, the railway went on strike, but only 24 hours, and then they keep negotiating. Yeah. You know, and in the very end, it's all about how much more percent per year we raise your, your money. Very end, really, the, the moment. But I think now it turned into a total pissing contest between everybody. I think, yeah. they're, you know, they're really, they cannot give in because they had all the, the you know, the, the proud, they're too proud to give in. Yeah, somebody needs to like finally call their bluff and just get this over with already because it's so many people like everybody's out of work. And, you know, I remember when I was a little kid, when VHS releases would come out, they would come out like two years after they premiered in theaters. We're on the road to that at this point. Like if if we don't end the strike, uh you're not going to see your new season of your new show for like a couple of years. You know, it's, it's going to be not so uh, instant that we're used to. Uh, and uh, I could see, I can see that happening. You know, we'll see how much uh, people are addicted to new content versus a plethora. Cause we have a ton of old content on these streamers. They really do. Um, but I'm, I, I just watched a Nick Nolte film from John Milius, like the thing where like the king in the jungle thing in the Second World War, and that film was ten times better as most of the new shit. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean, it's like the old stuff was better because our film sucks, suck a, a lot of times. I mean, I wrote that <laughs> in that op-ed before what what you read, but I mean, compare the eighties or nineties. Uh, with the with the today's like compare Moonlight, Bla La Land, or everything all at once with Goodfellas, The Godfather, mm-hmm. or Apocalypse, and now it's like a totally different world of quality and storytelling. I mean, they yeah. don't, uh, they don't even bring ten percent on screen what they brought on screen where the real movies were made. So and but the the issue is also I think you made a good point. Some stuff will get the viewers lose connection to it if you for example you watch a show and you watch two seasons and the third season should come soon and then it comes five years later it's bullshit it's over yeah people are not interested in it anymore like the for example the yellowstone the final season is kevin costner who by the way said said this week he was ready to do more seasons but they could never settle on anything he said so it was interesting that he actually uh commented that but the thing is with with uh, uh, Yellowstone, right? I mean, it's really in the middle of one season, it stopped with a total cliffhanger. Now, nobody will see the second half of the fifth season for the next uh, uh, whatever. It'll it'll be like three years at least, I bet. What? It'll be like three years, I bet. Yes, three years. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 ridiculous, and it it will uh, have major impact on ratings because then people will think, "What the fuck? I don't care." You know. Yeah, people have very short attention spans. That's true. Yes. So, you know, and uh, yeah, we will see how that turns out. I don't know. I still wait for a broker for my uh, first shift. So, first shift, the idea is. Uh, to use it as a 
film, but also as kind of a pilot for a TV series, because it would totally work as a TV series. Tons of people watched the trailer and said, I would totally watch that as a TV series. So I hope I can place it as a TV series. And uh, I, of course, can, I mean, it looks better, has better actors as the rookie on Netflix, and I can do it for one third of the budget of Netflix. So normally, in a situation like what we have right now, they should stay in line to give me this job. Yeah. You know, they should say, of course, we do that deal because the trailer is good, the film is good, the characters are good, all the actors would do it. And I mean, yeah, but welcome in the real world, you know, where uh, a lot of stuff is just talk and then they give the same people over and over uh, the money and they give them too much money. They make them richer and richer. And a lot of the top pro producers, they don't really know. They're very good at pitching and development projects, but they don't really know how to shoot something. Yeah. You know, if Netflix would hire me or Amazon and would say, you control for us the productions we greenlight, I would save them each 700 million bucks a year. In just going over the shooting schedules, over the budget, and would say, look, guys, here you can save, that you can shoot in one day together, that thing you can shoot in one location. You don't need two bars where they always drink. You need one bar where they always drink. And stuff like this. Like to, because when you're used to it, to produce like cheap or on the budget, then you have it in your flesh and blood where to save money. Yeah. And a lot of that other star producers, they don't have it. They need like a hundred shooting days for five episodes. Yeah, it's because they have all these scene changes, you know, uh, having constant scene changes costs money. It takes a lot of time. It's much easier to streamline things. You're right. Yes. You know, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, that is the situation. And um we will we will see what happens to first shift. We will see what happens to my my uh, projects. I mean, it's ridiculous. I have to say yeah. that uh, I still don't have uh, um, um, nah, the the exemption from SAG for my South African film. Oh, I'm really, 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 really uh, independent, right? I should have had that a long time ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. It's a shame because uh, it's going to be a good movie. And I hope that it gets shot. I hope it's not one of those movies that gets developed and then sits on your desk. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's too bad. So it's like, uh, it's kind of a depressing situation. But on the other hand, I'm almost finished with... Uh, uh, um, uh, with uh, the Banditos Doku. So three or four more weeks and we're done with post-production do the last interviews in two weeks and then I have that project also wrapped up and can offer it to the world basically what is good. I think that that would be a great one for the film festivals, honestly. The Banditos documentary. Yeah. I think it would play very well at film well, festivals. Right, because who doesn't want to follow like the Hells Angels, Banditos kind of people? Yeah, right. no, it's a really interesting story, and that's why I think uh, you want to try and go for those Hollywood big shots who will buy it and give you a lot of money. Hopefully, I don't know. 
that's what they do at Sundance. They they kind of watch the films and and there's like a bidding war, but getting the film into those festivals, that's another thing. That's hard as hell. Yeah. Uh I I think uh that that subject matter should sell worldwide. Yeah. And uh Doku's people are used to watch it with, with subtitles and stuff like this. We have some people speaking English, but a lot of people about the German banditos who talk German. So uh, uh you know, so and uh I'm very optimistic about it. But look, we will see. Yeah. You know, you yeah. never know, you never know. I mean, I believe it if I see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Let's hope, let's knock on wood, you know. Yeah, it's ridiculous a lot of times, but not yeah. Okay, then maybe we wrap it up. We have almost dinner time here in Germany, and uh, you know, I wish you all the best. Get soon completely recovered. Yeah, um, yeah, thank you. And everybody out there, please follow us on Twitter. I'm Gary Otto Zero. Uva is Uva Ball Seven, and then there's the Uva Ball Raw USA main hub. So we'll see you next time, everybody. Please uh, share this episode with your friends. Help the show grow. We don't have enough viewers or listeners right now. We have an okay number, but it needs to grow. So we need more sharing on social media, please. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing. Okie dokie. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time.